Hey guys, welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother, Roger. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it has been a week without sharing with you any spiritual thoughts and reflection. And I do hope that uh, my absent wasn't that much of an absent. And uh, I do hope that you guys are all well. Let us begin with a prayer as we uh, start, as I start my reflection on being faithful, being faithful to God. We know God is faithful. He's always faithful. He always comes true. In those moments when we think that God is not present and not there and he will not pull through, he always comes true. And I know this may sound like a cliche or something like that, but, and this is not just me saying this because I have to say it to you. But over and over, we continue to see God being faithful in the entire scriptures, in the life of those who love him, who love him. Once we commit ourselves to him, he pulls us to himself and he calls us his beloved. So let us begin with a prayer and invite the Holy Spirit to guide us and to use us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for life. We give you thanks for all you have done for us and all that you will continue to do for us. Lord, we want to come today to ask for your forgiveness for the times when we have doubted your love, for the times when we have placed doubt on our relationship with you and your presence with us. We pray, Lord, that you will renew our minds. Renew us, Lord, to your will. Renew us, Lord, that we may continue to trust in your fidelity towards us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you, to be faithful to our promises, to be faithful to our duties as Christians and as citizens of heaven and of earth. We pray, Lord, that as each person listen to this podcast, that we will renew our mind, renew our promises of love for God and love for each other. We ask this to Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for him. That is from Romans 8 verse 28. We know, we know, for those who love God, everything works together for them. 
Friends, I hope that at the end of our road, we will be invited by Christ and his angels. And they will invite us into, his, into the glory of God. But so many times we have walked away. So many times we have walked away from truth. So many times we have walked away from life. So many times we have walked away from God. And we assumed that God, because he's merciful and rightly so, because he's just and rightly so, we decided we have decided to walk away and we take part whether in our actions or in our words we take part in uh, in things that are not of God things that are not of heaven and so I really hope that as we dive into scripture and reflect on the ways that we have been unfaithful and ways that we have been faithful to God. We may renew our commitment in loving him because he loves us so much. He cares for us. He cares for, for us so much that he was willing to die for us. He died for us to show us the extent of his love. That is faithfulness. God is faithful. Our reading our for the reflection will be taken from Luke's Gospel. Now I love Luke's Gospel. It's one of my favorite New Testament readings, Gospel, my favorite New Testament books. Because it, it, when you read the Gospel of Luke, you see where the sick, the healthy, the lame, the one with good health, the one who is outcast, the woman, the man, all have a place in the Gospel of Luke. All are welcome. All are treated as beloved in the eyes of, of, of God. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus, this God, this God-man, took on flesh and he was active. He was active in the life of the people of his time. And he's still active today. But in this gospel, Jesus shows no partiality. He loves all and he welcomes all. And the only thing that we have to do, two things, is repent of our sins and love him. Love him. Love Jesus above ourselves. And so our gospel for reading for, for this week and for this podcast 
will be taken from Luke 12, verse 41 to 48. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise steward? Whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Truly I tell you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will punish him and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not make ready or act according to his will shall receive a severe beating. But he who did not know and did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given of him will much be required. And of him to whom men commit much, they will demand the more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For who much is given, much is expected. So in this Gospel, it speaks about the faithful on the unfaithful servant. And notice that at the end of the gospel, Jesus is not saying that the faithful, the, the faithful servant will not be beaten. He said that the faithful servant will also be beaten, but he will be beaten lightly. But for the unfaithful servant, who eats and get drunk and party and lord his power over the men servants and the maid servants he said that servant will be beaten severely again luke's gospel is showing us that god is faithful to his promises and how is he faithful? How is he just? He's faithful and he's just because he gave us his possessions. In the book of Genesis, God gave man dominion over the earth. He gave man authority over the earth, over the fishes and the birds of the air. Man, because of his unfaithfulness, 
separated himself from the will and the words of God. In Luke's gospel, God gave the servant authority over his possessions. God is not is not in need of possessions. And so he gave authority to us, those who preach his word, those who administer the sacraments, those who make things that are not sacred the sacred. He gave the church and the ministers of the church special authority. He gave us, the baptized members of his body, authority over unclean spirits. He gave us authority to cast out demons and to forgive sins. He gave us authority to raise the dead and to make the sick well again. He gave us authority to provide for the multitude with little that we have. Jesus gave us the authority to convert and to baptize all those who believe in his name. God is faithful. He's not a God of possessions. He's not a God who arbor material things to himself. Rather, he creates these stuff beautiful and wonderful and call them good. And he gave us these good possessions and say, take care of them. Make sure that your brothers and sisters are taken care of too. Make sure that they're not hungry. Make sure that they have clothes. Make sure that you treat the environment properly. Make sure that you love your neighbors. Jesus gave us these um, authorities not for him to, to, to sit back and watch us fail at it. But he gave us authority over these things which are good. So that we, that you and I, can exercise our dominion and coexist with creation and work with Christ in the vineyard, in the vineyard to build the kingdom of God here on earth. But friends, how oh many times we have watched ourselves, how oh many times have we seen others who were given these goods, these possessions, and instead of taking care of it, we misuse and we abuse. 
How many times when we have received in the sacrament of reconciliation the forgiveness of God and instead of seeing the face of God and receiving the peace and consolation and forgiveness of God, we instead see in ourselves somebody, someone who cannot be forgiven, someone who is not deserving of God's mercy and love. And while we can understand this in, in Christian piety, while we can understand this in trying to make ourselves little and small for the kingdom by admitting that we're not worthy of God's love. But it is, it is a, I think, I believe it's a big sin when we believe that God cannot forgive us and so we walk away. We walk away from God's forgiveness even when he has offered that to us over and over and over again. How many times when we have made promises to God, we've made promises to God maybe during, during the Lenten season or during um, New Year's Eve or during something when we're having a struggle, when we're trying to get a job or when we are in the courthouse and trying to win a battle or when we are trying to get something, some, some victorious um, event or situation or whatever we are trying to get, we make the promise to God. And we say, God, if you get me through this situation, if you get me through this pregnancy, then I'll give you my life. Or if God, if you get me that job, I'll give you 30% of my pay, my first check, my first pay. Or God, if, if I find the perfect wife, I promise you that I will live in your house forever and I will love my wife until the end of time. Or Lord, if I win the million, if I win the jackpot, or if I become a millionaire, Lord, I will build a new church. I'll give half of my, 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 my profits or my winnings to the church or to the poor or to some organization. How many times have we made promises to God and we turn back or we turn, we turn back on our promises? You know, I love to see during Lent when we are having um, those 40 days of Lenten fasting and almsgiving and prayer. And I would often listen to kids, children, and not only children too, but sometimes my own friends. And they will say, you know, for this Lent, I'm going to give up chicken. Or I'm going to give up going up to the movies. But they gave up going to the movies, yes. But at home, they're watching Netflix every day. Not realizing that, yes, you have given up going to the movies. But you're still at home watching shows from morning until night. Oh, is that different from going to the movies? Yes, you have saved maybe $14 a month or a week. But our promises must be concrete. 
Our promises to God must be concrete. It must be realistic. Lord, and when we make these promises, we must entrust them. We must prayerfully entrust them to the heart of Jesus. When we make promises to, to friends, for example, oh, I'm going to give you $200 or I'm going to give you something, I'm going to do this. And we fail to do it. We are also failing on our words. That person will never trust us again. That person will never want to trust us again because we have said something out of our words especially when we have friends around or people around and we made a promising statement and then failed to deliver. And sometimes because of situation, because of circumstances, we are unable to deliver. But what do we do? Do we approach the person? Do we say to them, oh, I'm sorry, I was planning on doing this, but it didn't come true? Do we call them up? Do we let them remember that we made a promise and we're going to do it? Or do we shy away and hide and get mad at the person or persons that we have made promises to and then pull through? You see, friends, God is that promising father. He's a promising father because he always comes through. His words, his actions in our lives are all promises that came true and that will come true. When we are engaged or in the, the battle on those waters, those murky and stormy waters of life, when situations that we are going through is difficult to pull through and go through, we have to trust that God will pull us through this, this situation. That he will provide for us. That he will give us the necessary utensils and equipments for the journey. And if in your prayer, and if God has promised you that job, if you are working towards that job, if you are working to that uh, promotion, if you are working to better yourself or to better your family or to buy a house or buy a car or whatever it is. If you have worked for it and have entrusted to the heart of Jesus, then my friend, be assured that God will come true because he's ever faithful and he's ever true. He's a just God who comes through for those who love him. For those who love him, all things work for the good and for his kingdom. And so friends, there are going to be moments when we can't hear from Jesus. There are going to be moments when we're alone on the storm, on the sea and in the stormy waters. There are going to be moments when we are going to be crying out our guts and asking, Lord, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? Jesus himself asks those questions. He asks the question 
on the cross when he was about to die. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me alone? But friends, in those moments when you and I feel alone, when you and I feel that God is not there, he doesn't love me, I'm a sinner, I'm weak, I'm broken. Let us remember that he's always present with us. He's always there. Look on your life. Look on your situation. Look on the signs, the, the, the countless times that God has pulled through for you. He has come through for you and has made you the person that you are today. Yes, we are uncertain. Yes, we are in doubt. Yes, we are fearful. Yes, we are uncertain about what is to come. And our bills will be paid. And all will Christmas be. We'll be able to celebrate Christmas as family. What about Thanksgiving? Lord, I'm about to lose my job. If this corona continues, they're going to shut things down. How do, you, how do we remain faithful to God in those moments? How do you and I remain faithful to God in those moments? Friends, we go on our knees. We pick up our Bibles and our rosaries and we pray. Spend time before the Blessed Sacrament. Archbishop Fulton Sheen says that in all his 48 years of priestly ministry, he has never missed, he has never missed going to Holy Hour to Eucharistic adoration. What if you and I should take up that challenge and spend 20, 30, one hour before the Blessed Sacrament? Or what if we're at work or at school or driving to work or driving somewhere, going on a trip? What if we should start praying the rosary after our trip? What if we take the Bible and start to read through it more and pray the rosary? What if we become more people of prayer? When we become people and agents of prayer, our situation change. And so friends, let us become the faithful servant. Yes, we'll make mistakes. Yes, sometimes we will break our promises. Yes, sometimes we may even walk away from God. But do know that when we are facing hardship, that is the light beating that we receive for, for being unfaithful. But he still loves us. He still pulls us to himself. God continues to pull us to himself, even when we have remained unfaithful in our words and in our actions. Friends, God understands, he understands our sinfulness. 
he understands our limitation. He understands our human weakness. He understands them. But we cannot fear God. We cannot fear Him and believe that He will never forgive us. Because that is a lie from the evil one. The evil one who comes to kill and destroy. He comes to destroy our lives and our relationships with friends and family and with God himself. The evil one plants those seeds of doubt and fear in our hearts and of unwantedness and loneliness in our hearts. Yes, we will be unfaithful sometimes, but we cannot fear God and run away from him because we believe that he doesn't love us anymore. How can we fear a God who comes down to our level? Who through Jesus made himself human to seek out and save the lost? How can we not let our hearts be touched by God? The God of tenderness and faithfulness, mercy and forgiveness. The God whose mercy extends from one generation to the next. Friends, Jesus himself came down from heaven. He came down and he took on our humanity. He understands our human weaknesses. And he is seated now in heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit. He understands our weaknesses. He understands when we have been unfaithful when we have not loved him enough as we should. And he invites us to come to him, to offer ourselves to him, so that he may wash us clean, wash us clean, and make us new again. Think of not seeing one of your relatives or one of your friends for many years and you're at the airport or the train station or wherever you are waiting for that family or friend to come for you to see them. Think about the preparation that you have made in your house to fix up, to clean, washing your car, cleaning inside it and waiting at that gas station or that train station or that airport, waiting on that friend to come, that friend that you have not seen for so long. Now, imagine Jesus standing at that airport, waiting for you and I to come, to recognize that he loves us, more than we can imagine, even in our unfaithfulness. Imagine him waiting for us to get off that train, to get off that plane, to get out that taxi, and to see him, and to run to him, to run to him, to the God who's merciful, who's loving, and who's just.
Friends, let us not be afraid of loving God. Let's not be afraid of recognizing that, yes, we are sinners, but God loves us more than we can ever imagine. And he wants us for himself. He wants to hug us and to squeeze us and to kiss us and to caress us. He wants nothing but to love him, for us to love him. He wants nothing from us. Just at heart and for us to trust that he will take care of us, that he will take care of us and our needs. God will do it again. He will take care of your needs. He will take care of everything. And every moment and every time you feel that you're not loved by God, and every time that you feel that you're alone or feel abandoned by God, be assured that God is there for you. He's there. He's there. Go on your knees. Do not abandon him. Go on your knees and pray and offer up your intentions. Offer up your fears. Offer up your loneliness to him. Friends, may God continue to bless us that as we strive to become a people who are faithful to God, that we will always try to be faithful to him because he is faithful to us. May God bless you. May God keep you. And see you next week. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.